Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about planning in the present moment. All right, let's get on with today's show. Planning in the present moment. Everybody asks about this. Well, if I'm living in the present moment or I'm living in the now, how can I make plans? How can I, you know, figure things out for the future and uh, decide what I'm going to do and make my, you know, pave my way ahead of time so I know where I'm going? Quick answer to that is, well, just do your planning in the present moment. And so when you have anxiety, though, a lot of this just starts to feel confusing. And it feels like, you know, what, what do you mean? How can I plan? How can I be in the present and be planning? And I want to explain that planning is an important thing. It actually can keep us from a lot of anxiety and it can keep us from undue and unnecessary worry. And it's not easy, but we, you know, with practice, we can build on this. And we start with little bits at a time, just with everything else. Small steps taken over and over again can take us really far on our journey. So let's start with some some things that we want to be sure we do. I have a number of points here that I'm hoping to cover today. So first off, we want to make sure that we're doing our meditation or our relaxation response exercises, whatever you are doing to get yourself back into your parasympathetic nervous system, where you're getting into the relaxation response, or where you're quiet and you can feel the glitter in the snow globe settle to the bottom. We can't accomplish very much when we have a really tense mind or a really tense body. So maybe you're doing yoga, maybe you're doing Tai Chi, maybe you feel good with really hard running or lifting weights or whatever your mode is to relax your body, including things like our Epsom salt baths and our essential oils. Um, You know, we have lots of podcasts on those things, on relaxing the body. But we want to make sure that we're, after we've learned some ways and intellectually understand that this is important, we want to make sure that we practice it and that we have some kind of routine where we're visiting the relaxation response on a very regular basis. And I highly suggest daily, if not once, but maybe even twice if you can. So let's move on to some other things. After we know, number one, that we want to have um, a regular time that we can relax our mind and our body. Next, we want to look at how do you keep track of things? So you want to make a list. Do you want to keep it in a journal? Um, It's really important to write it down. It's important to get it when we're planning something, a concrete plan. It's a great exercise in the very present moment to write it out, to put things on paper, something that we can reflect back to, that we can refer to and say, 
it's black and white. We know what we're doing. We know if we're heading toward it. And we know if we need to do something extra. So write it down. Write it in a journal. A lot of people like to use their apps on their phone or a computer doc. Uh, just make sure that you get it in a place that you will go back to it often. Some of us still like to use uh, pen and paper, and maybe you start with pen and paper, and then when you get it kind of solid, you can actually transfer it to a document. Play with it. See what agrees with you. Make it kind of fun. So when I we're talking about planning, it could be anything from planning your week ahead, your uh, work week that's coming up or your family week, or planning for a vacation that you want to take a full year away. And how are you going to get there? What are the steps you're going to take? So that's what I mean. You want to write these things down. And you know, we do a lot of these things at different times of the year. Sometimes we do these around New Year's, We often do this around our birthday time can be a time where we take some reflection time and actually make a plan, write things out. Another time is school. For autumn is a good time where people are getting kids back in school. And some of us never grew out of that. The autumn always feels to me again, like a fresh start. It's like you want to go out and buy new notebooks and some fresh pens and markers and just start over again. So use these times. Summer can be a good time because you're, you're, you can be in a maybe vacation mode and you can be a little bit more relaxed and have some time to reflect and make those lists of your future plans. So like I said, everybody's plan is going to be a little bit different. It depends what your goal is. And so some of those things can be like creating a very large uh, plan, which could be a five-year plan. A lot of people do this in business, or if you own your own business, um, you can do it also for your personal life. It's a great way to reflect. You can do a large visual plan like that uh, five years out, and then you break it down into what you would like to accomplish in each one of those years, and then break your year years down into quarters and so forth. This can be good. And I want you to do it in a way that really jives with you. Like if you're a visual person, like get really big paper. Have you seen like the gigantic post-it size? It's the size of a big whiteboard. Uh, in the in the uh, office supply store, and it's got a sticky strip across the top. You can put it on your wall. You you can write a really big list. Use different color markers or decorate it. Um, if you're visual, if you know other people are just would rather be in a computer document and just typing it out. So go with your own flow on this. This is a way that we are going to be really focusing on that we're doing this in the moment. Am I with this process right now, right here? Do I feel the pen in my hand? Do I feel these big giant markers in my hand? Do I like that I'm using blue and green? And I love keeping, um, uh, I have, I was a draftsman way back in the day in the early seventies. And, um, I love my writing instruments, right? Like I like different kinds of pencils, mechanical pencils. I like different color fine tip pens. I like big, fat, juicy markers for my whiteboard. So, you know, get what works for you because this brings you into the present moment. You are 
making a plan, you're kind of living your dream, but make it juicy. Make it something that feels alive in this moment. And it will help to keep you motivated and looking back at this uh, plan, this paper or document, whatever you're doing it on. It'll help keep you coming back to it to review it and see if you're on track. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So since we're planning and we've got a little bit on the paper, we also want to tend to our own stress and anxiety that may come up when we are planning. And what I mean by that is um, perfectionism. It comes up over and over again. It can actually start happening when you're on the paper that you're working on. Now, take note if even just taught me talking about this with you, that you're be- maybe beginning to feel uncomfortable, like, oh no, I've got to get the right pens, or I've got to get the right journal, or I I don't have any idea where to start. So I feel like I'm a failure and I don't know what to do. This is perfect. If you feel this, feel it, notice it and bring yourself back to neutral and let it go. Don't beat yourself up. Don't make any excuses. Just say, my goodness, I'm thinking that I'm not perfect and I haven't even bought the journal yet. And I'm already worried that I'm going to goof it up. Give yourself a little smile, note it, note that you felt that, and then let it go. Bring yourself back to neutral and let it go. We have to practice this over and over again. So here we are doing something that is looking into the future, but we're doing it here and now in the present moment. We're dealing with the feelings that are coming up with our thoughts about our future. We're dealing with our feelings that are coming up about our failure or our need for perfectionism uh, here in the present moment. So we want to be aware of this. Perfectionism is really a very unreasonable drive to never make a mistake. 
And as humans, that's totally impossible. We want to consider how how we're going to do something. And of course, we want to do our best. But we also want to give ourselves a lot of space and a lot of leeway to create. And we can't create if we are so strapped with perfectionism. We might try, but then we hold ourselves back because we do over again. We got to do it over again and do it over again. Give yourself some space. And if you see this coming up, you know, get be glad. Give yourself a little pat on the back and say, wow, I really noticed that just making a plan for the upcoming year is causing me stress. It's causing me anxiety. I never noticed before how much I struggle with needing to be perfect. And understand that as human beings, we will never be perfect. And we never get it all done. Everything you're going to plan on this document or in this journal is not going to happen. And this is another great place to bring yourself into the now and see what you're writing down and accept the fact that you have offered this as a guide for the future, but that you truly do get the fact that not all of this will happen or it won't, maybe won't happen in the way that you have mapped out, right? We have an idea of how we want to get from point A to point B, and it doesn't always happen that way. Life is not linear, and you've seen me post on the Facebook group that picture of, you know, anxiety. It does, the way through anxiety doesn't look linear, that it looks like a tangled ball of yarn, and that actually is how life is. It is not linear. At the very best, it is a spiral. We come back to the same issues over and over again, but we come back to them from a different perspective, from a different point of awareness. And that's where we see our growth. We will keep continuing to unfold very specific, depending on who we are and what our life has been, issues. We come back to them over and over, but each time we come back to them, we come back to them from a higher Uh, more purposeful perspective. So don't beat yourself up. It's never perfect. We keep coming back. We keep doing things over again. And we're learning and we're growing and we're unfolding our life. So don't try to be perfect. It won't happen. But if you are, boy, give yourself a pat on the back for recognizing it, for seeing it, and for being able to take the very first step in letting that go and having a space for a more creative life. Another thing I want to make sure that you guys do is to look to other people for assistance. There is nothing wrong in asking for help. A lot of us, especially if you're in the perfectionistic uh, corner, you may want to be trying to do everything all by yourself all the time. And life can be really difficult that way. Many things we have to do on our own. Perhaps our area of expertise, we don't have a lot of um, help with, uh, or sometimes we are stay-at-home parents and we don't have a lot of help during the day when we are home alone with children. But I want you to know that it is a-okay to ask for help. And that can come from a lot of different areas. You can be asking for help from your um, family, 
from your spouse or your parents or uh, uh, siblings. You can get help from friends. Often you might have one or two of those really uh, close friends that are in your inner circle that you hold close in your heart, and you can ask them for help. You can ask if you have issues that you're dealing with that have to do with your children, you can check in with their guidance counselors and ask for help. You can talk to career counselors. You can talk to a member of your church, your clergy, your reverend, your uh, rabbi, your whoever you have in your religious circles that can help you, that can point you in the right direction. I remember many, many years ago, um, having been away from my uh, religion and having some difficulties and going back and and speaking and with the priest at our church and it was really eye opening because that's what they do this is what they do they counsel people and they have an amazing wealth of information and they can point you in the right direction if they are not the right person for you to talk to so don't hesitate to reach out you know you can you can enlist the help of a therapist. There's so many different kinds of therapy available. And if your issue is with anxiety, you can talk to one of us. You can have an anxiety coach. If your issues are with work or a career, you may want a life coach or somebody in that field, someone in your field of expertise. But don't hesitate to ask for help. And this can be something that you can plan out on this uh, document that you're writing, your one-year plan or your five-year plan, wherever you're at. And even if you're just planning out the next week, you might want, you might see somewhere in there where you could benefit from asking for a little bit of help somewhere. You may need to ask one of the neighbor kids to help you as a mother's helper in the afternoon after your kids come home from school. Uh, and you can have a, a little couple of extra hands Another thing that works out great with that is that if you if you work with them long enough as a mother's helper, maybe someday they would turn into the family's best babysitter. So can consider reaching out and consider not having to do everything yourself. And finally, the last thing I want to ask you to remember to do is um, to take action, to actually take a step forward. When we have anxiety, we often become frozen. We hear about a lot about fight or flight, but we forget that this is really three things that can happen to us, fight, flight, or freeze. And often people get frozen and are unable to do anything, to move forward, to plan, to even think, because it's too, there, it's too muddled. There isn't any clarity. The glitter in the snow globe is always rushing around in there. It never seems to settle to the bottom because it keeps getting shook up again. So making your plan, whether making your plan in the present moment is going to require a lot of little steps over a long period of time. And I am a true believer in small steps can make great journeys. It is not about taking big, long leaps every day, one little step in front of the other can really take you very, very far. And the little steps are easy to take. And so you build confidence. So do something every day, 
something from your list. That's one of the beauties of making a list. Do something, and even if it's small, it it makes a big difference. And even if it turns out that you did something that wasn't perfect and it wasn't, maybe you thought it wasn't right, it's okay. You did something and you actually got the feeling of momentum, of forward motion. So I hope that you will take a little action. I'm hoping that you can understand now that you it's very possible to plan in the present moment for the future. The future is in our head and we're writing it out. We're feeling it. We're using our imagination and we are making a map. And we are going to take small steps to get there. And we are doing it in the present moment. We keep bringing ourselves back to the present moment by how we're doing it as with our document, with our pens, with our feelings. Embody this. If once you can be in your body for whatever it is you're doing, you're in the present moment. You know, I love you guys. And I am so excited that we are on this journey together. I feel very honored to be with you. And now for today's quote. At any moment, the fully present mind can shatter time and burst into the now. And that's by Brother David. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 